TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I must have clicked like 50 uh, seconds in. I'm right sorry. That's fine. It is a Red Monday in Kansas City. Feeling good. Feeling pretty good about the Kansas City Chiefs heading into the divisional round weekend. Still waiting to find out for sure who they are going to face off it's with. It's the Bills. Uh, I think so. I, I think so as well. The microphone's also back, which is awesome today. Uh, but yeah, most likely it's, I mean, I can't just talk down like this. If you're watching on video, it's ridiculous. You do kind of um, look silly, hunched over like that. Maybe you could just like hold it up physically, you know, just like this the whole time. Well, yeah, because that's not annoying. Well, that's a little annoying. It's probably not great for you. You know, you should. They should really look into this. <laughs> I, I got. I, I, honestly, I got to lower the chair. I, I think I need to lower the chair down. So it's like I'm just more angled for it. But uh, honestly, it I'll could do. be worse. I'll tell you right now. Like our studio is directly connected to KMBZ's, and their studio over the last month has one of two temperatures. 52 degrees and they put a thermometer in there so 52 degrees are like 98 there's no choice it's either sweltering hot inside their studio or yeah. frigidly cold all you got to deal with is one bad microphone that doesn't seem so bad yeah we're good now i think we've we, we figured it out enough to make it work as well but yeah it's just a weird it's a weird spot to be in today because heading into the weekend we all thought by today we for sure know that the chiefs are headed to buffalo and let's go and cannot wait for the week-long buildup and, frankly, the week-long discussion, I think, nationally about the Chiefs not having any chance in Buffalo and all that. I kinda, I'm kind of i looking forward to that, and I think we'll still get that because, as you said, hard to imagine a scenario where the Steelers knock off the Bills today. I certainly will gladly be wrong about that if it happens because that means the Chiefs would get another home playoff game and they'd be playing Saturday against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. But I also sure. sit, I also sit here today, and I don't know, how, like for me, I don't know where you were at maybe after they had just beat the Dolphins the last time around, and maybe you were feeling ultra confident then, but I, I don't know how you can't feel more confident right this second about the Chiefs than you, you've ever had at any point, right? Like I, right, right now, I, I think is the most confident I have felt, and it's because they showed as a team – that they went to their bread and butter. And in 2024 now, the bread and butter of this team, yeah, it's defense. We'll get to that in a second. For sure. That. But it is Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco, obviously Patrick Mahomes. It's the big three, big four, if you want to add in. I just assume we already know Mahomes. Sure. So it's the big Mahomes three. Mahomes is always a part of the equation, like, sure. They just relied on, shockingly, the best players on the field. They didn't try to get too cute for the most part. And guess what? The results were there. For a team that has, I mean, really struggled to put a team away, who has played every damn game seemingly down to the wire outside the Bears, was there ever a question of this one? I mean, maybe when they kicked the ball back to Miami and it felt like they could have gone up two scores a couple of times, Mahomes was nearly perfect. They handed Isaiah Pacheco the ball the most. They have given him the ball the entire season. Rasheed Rice in his first ever playoff game, mind you. Remember that whole, like, going into the playoffs, you got to be at least a little bit nervous of the speed and everything else changes. And, yeah, you've had a fine rookie season of, you know, whatever, 800 yards or whatever, you know, 900 yards. Great, good for you, 950 yards. Can you do it in the postseason? I'm pretty sure you can, but I'd like to be sure. Eight for 130 and a touchdown? No, this was 
This was one of their more complete offensive performances. And I say that knowing that they still struggled in the red zone yep. and we can get into that. But I also feel like they chose conservative nature in the red zone, knowing that at one point when the defense had the ball in hand, they didn't have to change it. It's so nice. If they could just keep this energy, I think they'll be okay offensively. I don't think they're ever going to be the juggernaut that they've been in previous years, but just getting rice and getting rice and Pacheco and Kelsey, the ball and nobody else is a good strategy. But you, you said it there, Cody, you know, did that, if if they can just do this, they'll have a shot each and every week. And now they realize who they are as a team. I, I thought that that was the biggest thing out of the Cincinnati game multiple weeks back. Yeah. Was not so much how, how overall they performed, but no more of this trying to be a team that you're not this season. No longer trying to be the team that you had been the prior four or five years, which was, as you said, a juggernaut, a top three offense in football that's going to score 34 points or whatever and, and, and teams fear you offensively be who your personnel is telling you you need to be which is relying on rice and kelsey and pacheco rely on the interior of your offensive uh-huh. line be physical at the line of scrimmage all of that is who they frankly are as a team and obviously lean on your defense that's how you're at your best and we have seen them now for two weeks as i don't count the chargers game there are backups for two weeks now out of the last three, but really two games in a row as far as I'm concerned, where they have said, all right, that is who we are. This is our formula. We got a hell of a defense, but we got our young stud rookie wide receiver that we can count on. We know we got Travis Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco will run through a wall, and we know we've got a great left guard, a center, and a right guard. If we have questions on our tackles, sure, but we know what we have on the interior. Let's run the ball. Let's then just throw it to our playmakers. Yeah, obviously, you know, we'll take a shot or two down the field if McCall Harmon can learn to track a football, and we'll see if we get lucky at some point. But rely on the other guys, and, and that's it, man. And, and that's, that's the key. They finally, after, I think, for three months, were trying to still be the old Chiefs. They finally have realized this is their best path to winning, and now the results are coming. It took them the entire year, the whole damn thing, like, even even still in, like, that Raiders game, that Raiders game to me is, like, the anomaly game of the year where you're like, there's nothing to be learned in that game. They just got beat, making everything look um, hideous and all of those things, right? Whatever. But the rest of the season, their entire plan, Gold, and I think you're right, was what if we get everyone involved? And you're like, wrong. Wrong choice. That works for some teams. It's worked for the Chiefs in the past. You can have a bunch of guys getting four or 500 yards. No. Of the 260 yards Mahomes threw for, 200 of it went to Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. Perfect. They got 100 yards on average between the two of them. Next week, it could be 130 to Travis and 70 to Rice, and the problem is solved. Right? That's all that really matters, in my opinion, is that you just keep that energy, make sure that you keep what you are in line, and you should be better off than you are. Look, I feel good, too, because once again, they took a an offense – that has scored a lot of points this year. And I know that they're not what we thought they were maybe five weeks into the season when they were pacing like a historically great offense. But they are one of the better offenses in the NFL. And Kansas City held them to seven. Their lowest output all year. Yeah, the, the weather, the, the injuries, all that factors in. But this defense, I don't know how many times they have to show us. I think we all recognize what they are. They are the best defense in football. And by the way, that's not a question anymore. After seeing what Cleveland just looked like against Houston over the weekend, the, the Chiefs are the best defense in football, and they certainly are the best defense, in my opinion, remaining. I know the Ravens, people try to make that argument. I, underst- I understand it. I, the Chiefs are the best defense in Only football. team who hasn't allowed 30 points. Yeah. We can go on and yeah, on yeah, and yeah. on. They, they are the best defense. And again, that, that's part of the formula conversation, right? Knowing sure. you can play a certain way offensively because you trust your defense. Mahomes and, had, what, nine throwaways or seven throwaways? It was his most all year. They played kind of conservative. In the red zone, they didn't take a bunch of risks. They also didn't turn it over until the bitter damn end of the game when it didn't matter. Oh, a shocker. The Chiefs were well ahead and very in control of a game in which they held on to the football because they were being cautious. You're right. Defensively is why they could do that. And no more than holding down. I mean, Jalen Wan and Tyreek Hill did nothing again. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have later this week to discuss that, you know, what happens if if you still struggle in the red zone against better competition? Can you, can you still win? That'll be the big question all week long. If in fact they go to Buffalo, it'll be, Hey, can you afford to be as poor as you still have been in the red zone and beat a team like Buffalo or Baltimore? That that's honestly, that's the question of the week. In my opinion, 
Because otherwise, then, then yes, I think they can go to Buffalo and, and win. And we'll see what Buffalo looks like today as well. I think that'll change everybody's opinions. There's already look-ahead lines out there. If you're wondering if the Chiefs were to play at Buffalo, they'd be three-point underdogs. If they were to host the Texans, the Chiefs would be six-point favorites. Uh, just to give you an idea, at least where the odds makers kind of have this thing shaping up right now. But what they did again to Tyreek Hill. I mean, oh, legit, it was delightful. Legarius Sneed, oh. and, and, and you... Heard it in the locker room after the game. I think it was Nick Bolton was asked, like, what does this game basically, like, say about your defense? Or something, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And he's like, uh, that Legereus Sneed should be, that LJ should be a pro bowler. LJ should be an all pro. Like, he, he's now taking it personally. I love it. That's the best thing you have going. That entire defense is taking Legereus Sneed's snub personally. And so I think it's elevating their level even more from what we have seen. And he gets in the head of some of these wide receivers, too. Legereus Sneed did it to Jamar Chase. Uh, not even just talking about shutting them down, but he's getting in the head of these guys too, which is phenomenal on top of it. And we know he's super physical. I think we all enjoyed Legereus Sneed just shoving Tyree Kill to the ground right at the line of scrimmage. Like two plays before that, he forced him into a false start because he kept jumping towards him. This was, I mean, it warms my soul. It doesn't just warm my soul because Tyreek is trying to take a victory lap on a rep in which I'm just to be clear here. He did not make a catch. Baldinger had sent out a text being like, look at the physicality from these two guys. And Tyreek's like, two guys on me and I still got open. The play he is referencing is the one in which Trent McDuffie closed the distance and still knocked the ball away. Tyreek got the one deep ball and that was it. Outside of that, and that was an underthrown deep ball. That is Tyreek Hill's bread and butter. Tracking the ball and underthrown deep ball, he's made an absolute career. He is maybe nobody better in the league at doing that. Doesn't matter. Because while LeJarius Need covered him, he had eight yards. Trent McDuffie only got got once, and between the two of them, they once again completely locked down their passing attack. They had nothing. And by the way, Trent McDuffie's making a small career out of embarrassing Tyreek. In that first playoff game, rips the ball away from Tyreek Hill that eventually gets returned for a touchdown. And in game number two, you see him just waiting for that ball to get tossed out to the flat on Tyreek Hill and then absolutely wrecked him on that one too. It's not just because Tyreek left here and can't just doesn't know when to just take the loss. Kind of like Jamar chase. It's the fact that those two guys are so great that they can lock down any elite pass catcher. Well, what was the, 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 and I get why you said this last week. I'm not even, I'm not saying you were wrong. I think it was multiple people said it. You said more than Tyreek Hill. You were scared of Devin Achan. Oh yeah. Spags, the scheme, they Achan, you know, his final stat line. And this is 30 yards. I, I mean, maybe I didn't even look at it. Nine yards rushing. Oh my God. 21 receiving. I mean, this is a guy that is a home run threat. This is again, an offense that we would admit the dolphins aren't playing as well right now, but had been the number one offense. Remember the offense that everybody thought was unstoppable that scored 70 plus against the Denver Broncos early on in the season, just scored seven uh, against you. And this is, I don't know how many times we've come on this show and mentioned Steve Spagnuolo, but I can't say it enough. Just how damn awesome he has been this year still with a very young defense like a really really young defense last year all that young playoff experience that guys like Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie and others got and George Karloftis seeing if I was youngest defense I think you know on age all that experience they got last year because I was watching CBS since they didn't have a game yesterday with the bills moving they had the AFC title game from last year against Drew Cincinnati Bengals Ooh, that's nice. uh, on TV which was an enjoyable watch I'm sure Drew watched it the same way I did which was with plenty of excitement um, and you saw Jalen Watson making plays then, and you saw George Karloft. It's like My point being is that experience a year ago helped them this year, and then now you're seeing everybody reach their, you know, basically their, their, their peak, right? Their and, comfort inside of the defense in the playoffs. And, and yeah. the, the scheme that Spags had to deal with, the they eliminated, we knew going in the, the Dolphins wanted to run. Non-factor. Absolutely non-factor whatsoever. Pitch game was eliminated. Their speed was eliminated. And a lot of other, this is what's important to note on this is a lot of other defenses that are very good in the NFL got their ass kicked over the weekend. Browns got rolled. Cowboys beat down like other teams that were top five defensive teams this year got their ass kicked in the postseason. And Spag showed up. By the way, there was no call better, in my opinion, than that fourth and two. That was when I was like the most confident. Oh, they're winning this game. No, no doubt. Getting that stop. Keep Miami out of it. Not letting them back in this game. Because on a fourth and two, in which you might assume Miami would pull, hey, let's get speed to the edge and do that. They dropped eight. They only rushed two. They dropped 
nine defenders in yeah, coverage. Amin Aminahue blew that whole thing up. He was great again. Like on that particular play, like even though he did that, Aminahue, oh, he was great. Aminahue got near Tyreek, or not Tyreek, near Tua. Tua. And that's what really also screwed up the entire play. Now, they, they were sensational. And what you were saying about these other defenses, it is kind of interesting. Like, it's an old school mentality. Like, I don't know, we could have 10 defense years. Defense championships. 10 yeah. years ago. Well, that, but like 10 years ago, we would have said, like, not only defense, but, you know, old school, you got to, you know, be physical and run and it's getting colder. Look what Green Bay, and they were indoors, I understand. But look what Green Bay did. They, they stopped the at the beginning. I know the game got out of hand, but early on they were able to shut down the running game of of Dallas. And and they were physical. Uh, look what look what the Chiefs did to the Dolphins. You know, look at some of these other games and and what teams that were more physical and could run the football and were willing to run the football did. Like I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I think every team that ran the ball more effectively won this weekend so far. We know the Chiefs did. Yeah, um, Texans. The, the Texans. I know they were CJ well, Stroud was incredible, the and the CJ Stroud was incredible. Aaron Jones was ridiculous for the for the Packers. And then last night, I know it was a fun shootout in the first half, but Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, they had success. Kyron Williams did nothing last night for the Rams. I know he got hurt late, but if you even early on, the, the Rams could not run the ball against the Lions front. And so it's kind of interesting. The teams that we'll see the two tonight, but the teams that could run the ball were willing to run the ball. One. Well, I like that for the Steelers part, although, again, I'm not counting on it. Was this the single best performance from the defense all season? I think it was the I, team's best performance, Cody. Yeah. That's tough to throw argue. Throw the Bears game away. Uh, this, this was the most complete performance. Doesn't mean they were perfect. They had red zone issues, obviously. This was the most complete win, and that's why, like, how can you not be confident Heading into the divisional round. I'm not telling you guaranteeing a win or anything like that. No, but for but a person you? that you were already yeah. chalking up the, I'm probably picking the Chiefs yeah. to lose against the yeah. Bills. Your mood, I can hear your mood. Yeah, your yeah, mood yeah. is shifting towards, I don't know, maybe yeah. depending on how the Bills no, look tonight I, and two think, days extra rest and I everything think else. The Chiefs are going to have a hell of a chance to win. Let's assume it's at Buffalo. I think they're going to absolutely be in that game and have a chance to do it the way they are now playing. And it's really two games, I understand. It's really the Cincinnati yeah. and it's the Dolphins game. But you know, we always talk about playing good football at the right time, figuring out who you are. I think the Chiefs have figured out who they are and how they have to play to win. Even if those on the outside were kind of talking about it for months, the most important thing is that the guys inside that room that are calling plays and scheming things up understand it's okay to play a certain way, even if it's not as sexy. And they have realized that, and that's why it's just key for them. I just think they've got so many defensive players playing great. Nick Bolton's best game of the year was yesterday. We've already talked about Steen McDuffie. Now they got Karloftis in a, like all of a sudden, based on the season Karloftis has had, the second half of the season Aminahue has had, and who Chris Jones is as a player, that's as good of a trio as pass rusher as anyone's rolling out in the postseason right now because of the way that they're playing. That's also kind of changed the math a little bit where the blitzes are even bigger of a problem if those guys are also going to get to you on four-man pass rush and five-man pass rush and you've got the secondary you have, it just creates problems for the team. I mean, they just, you're probably right. It was the most well-rounded win they had all season long. And I remember that that Chicago game, that was just picking on an inferior opponent and one team shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. This felt like one of those, like, Miami didn't keep shooting itself in the foot. It felt like the Chiefs just forced them to be play, play bad. Does that make sense? Like, there's a difference to me in in that level. Sometimes you just play bad. You just play bad and you force all these own mistakes and you make your own mistakes and you just you can't block or tackle or catch and it's all you. And in that game, it just felt like the Chiefs made Miami play poorly. Not not yeah, Miami it, it, just didn't play a good game. In a playoff game, I mean, when you when you win by that margin and when it's you know you you, you force the the opposing opposing team in this case the quarterback Tua to just look so uncomfortable. I, I get the weather was probably I don't know thirty percent of the factor in this game, forty percent maybe max. The rest though was just scheme. Better team outplaying them, punching them in the mouth early, and and, and being on and having the, the energy right away. And I think that was that was so key for this team, and it created a fun scene. I mean, prop, props to oh, it was a great scene. It, anybody that was out there because it looked absolutely miserable. You got Andy Reid the snot freezing on his mustache because that's what it was. We're all like, wow, this is cool. It's just frozen snot, okay? It just um, looks like a frozen mustache, so it's fun. It is fun. Uh, I mean, it was it was an incredible looking scene like Arrowhead, you know, all the talk nationally that happens. You know, you assume if you don't live here that, oh, because it's cold, it's just not going to be loud. <laughs> Chiefs fans were lined up still at 5 a.m. You're crazy, by the way. 5 a.m. tailgating the same way they would tailgate. 
people bringing in their cardboard. Everybody was fired. That, that atmosphere was terrific. Casey, of course, represented well again. And yeah, it created some moments. Taylor Swift, obviously. Oh, behind uh, the, the frosted glass. Behind the, that, that photo, that image or whatever was incredible as well. You saw the, the beers were like those $16 beers, uh-huh. unfortunately, were a waste. You couldn't drink them. They froze within a minute. Well, that was the, the video before the game when they, were, they took a bottle of water out of the fridge and then it instantly turned into an icicle. You're like, oh, no. Again, if you went out there. Props. Uh, uh, yeah. I applaud you in every single way because it couldn't be me. I'm too soft. I'm just, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't going to be me, but it didn't stop 70,000 people oh. in Kansas City from showing up. And honestly, really loud, very into the game. Everyone was just at their best. It was an incredible scene, especially when you consider, yeah, the weather kind of became the story between Andy's mustache, probably why Mahomes' helmet broke, yeah, the frozen that, drinks, man. the shirtless fools. I mean, it was just kind of everything. I, it felt like one of those, like, Kansas City has not been this, like, epic place to play playoff games for a long time. You remember, Kansas City didn't win a playoff game here for a very long time. This gave me the where I felt like some teams have lost the mystique of their stadium over time because just modern sports kind of changed that. This made me feel the most proud of Arrowhead in a very long time. Freezing cold, can't drink a beer, and everyone was still as loud as can be. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the scene out at Arrowhead. And you mentioned the helmet cracking. I mean, that that old scenario, you, you saw some people upset that he didn't have to leave the game and all of that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a unprecedented spot where his helmet helmet literally just cr- a piece of it literally cracked off and it, I'm, we all assume it's just because it was so frigid and then the helmet was that, you know, it, like anything, it's, it's more likely to break. I, I don't know. Probably I, th- that was a bizarre scene. Then Mahomes saying that the replacement helmet was frozen and that's why he couldn't get it on and that they didn't have the replacement helmet by a heater. So that's why he struggled to get the helmet on. I, I saw people outside of Kansas city that were frankly pissed uh, they felt like Mahomes should have had to sit out of play because it was an equipment change. I don't know. Maybe it's the incomplete Chiefs, anyway. So maybe, what do you maybe, care? Yeah, I, I don't know if the Chiefs got a break there or not. Whatever. Again, all these little things that that people want to bring up. When you win by the margin, the Chiefs did against the Dolphins, twenty-six to seven. Stuff like that. Like you're 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 just being a hater at that point, right? Like if you're thinking the Chiefs got any, they won twenty-six to seven in a playoff game. There wasn't the refs had zero bearing the any equipment stuff had zero bearing on the game. The Chiefs were the better football team, plain and simple. I will say this. I don't think the text line's wrong in this. Someone says, hey, from the 816, we need to talk about how the fact the lower cost allowed people to go to playoff game. They haven't sure. been able to afford it in years. Absolutely. 100 percent. Look, I laugh just like anybody else with the tweets that are just like, hey, here's the people who got priced out 15 years ago showing up and being in a game. There's real truth to that. I think so. There's like a whole entire contingency of people because going to a football game is expensive. Going to a playoff football game is borderline like outside of my price range most of the time, right? I understand what people are talking about when it came to that. It allowed a completely different group. I'm telling you, it was rowdy. It was fun. It was fun to watch from the outside. I didn't want to be there. No, so cool, I, I, I think there definitely is truth to that. I mean, a little bit of a throwback to the nineties a little bit. And, and you're right. There's a lot of people that maybe have been priced out. Um, and, and so, or it was just your first, playoff game period so it's just cool that you got to experience that that it was more financially accessible and, and as someone is right that's you know you probably won't see a playoff game ticket wise that lower ever again no that's um, the cheapest you'll yeah. ever watch Patrick Holmes in the playoffs yeah I, I, I mean that was the coldest game at Arrowhead fourth coldest NFL game so unless you, you're telling me that over the next 10 15 years while Mahomes is still playing in Kansas City that there's a playoff game where we have a game colder than that which you can see you know it's a record temperature for a reason it doesn't really happen then that's that's as cheap as it gets. But the crowd was was phenomenal, top notch stuff there. They made life hell for the Miami Dolphins. Um, but but Casey looked good, man. Casey looked good, and now it allowed you to just enjoy the rest of the weekend too, which was nice. I told you I love the Saturday slot anyway. But because you get to you, just kick it, you're just good. Like you know, you're you know you're in. You're just waiting around. We all think we're just waiting around for the Bills. But you got to enjoy watching the other games yesterday, and I think later on this afternoon you'll get to enjoy watching. The Bills Steelers game, and then tonight, Eagles and Bucks as well. Our NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Up next, though, thinking of yesterday, oh, it was the performance that just couldn't happen if you want to keep your job down in Dallas and let all the Belichick speculation begin. That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Still just getting started here on a Monday in Kansas City. Chiefs awaiting the winner of that Bills game because it tells us whether or not the Texans are coming here or not. But Bills 10-point favorite against the Steelers this afternoon as they're still trying to clear out that stadium at Highmark, Highmark Field, Highmark Stadium in Buffalo with all the snow that they got there. But looks like everything is full steam ahead for 3.30 this afternoon in Buffalo as they host the Steelers. Although apparently they're telling the shovelers to just worry about the walkways and not the seats. Well, you're not going to want to sit down when it's cold so, like this anyway. Like no. anybody, anybody that was at Arrowhead, you know, to stay warm, you want to stand up and be moving and stuff. You don't want to be sitting yeah. down anyway. No, I, I get it. I absolutely do. No question about it. By the way, as a reminder, the show is always streaming on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. And thanks to our guy, Legend of Sax on Twitch. He bought like 10 stream subscriptions hey. for people today. Nice. Just feeling the vibe of the Chiefs playoff win, which there we, we always appreciate that over on the stream. So if you ever want to see the video version of this and not just wait for the clips later, we exist in that viewer discretion advised. Yeah. Yeah. Gold's always like shirtless. We don't know why. It just feels like he likes doing the show that way. More freeing. Yeah. You got to check out the stream. If you want to (laughs) to see it, to believe it, you got to, you definitely need to subscribe and, and check out the stream, uh, the stream. I'm sorry. You can uh, text us as well. Yes. Yes. Please. You will scream. You will. Uh, You can text us as well. Jay Southland tow service text line. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. A scenario we all talked about on Friday definitely happened yesterday in yep. Dallas. That was the Packers and the Cowboys. We had James Palmer on the show right around this time on Friday, and he brought up that there was some noise out there that maybe if Green Bay were to beat the Pack, if Green Bay were to beat the Cowboys, that maybe Mike McCarthy would be let go. Now he has not been fired at this time. He is still the head coach of the Cowboys. We'll see what the next 24, 48 hours brings. But that was exactly what could not happen. Like, you could not have scripted out a worst-case scenario any better than what occurred yesterday if you were Mike McCarthy, where the Cowboys were down 27-0 just like that. They end up losing 48-32. They looked like they weren't prepared. Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, uh, had no answer for Jordan Love, who was incredible yesterday. And... We can get into job openings in a second because Dan Quinn's the favorite to take the Seahawks job. I'm sure Seattle fans are not thrilled after watch going on or what, watching what's going on with the Cowboys defense. But like that, that was a scenario where like, yeah, that if they, they nobody's going to complain if they fire you after that one. No, I thought if he just lost, he had a chance to be fired, which yeah, we'll never know. be able yeah. to prove by the way, Yeah, because he didn't just lose. He embarrassed himself. Jerry Jones, a man who's been alive since like Noah's Ark. <laughs> Was out here saying this was the most embarrassed he could remember ever being his entire run of ownership. I mean, how is he not going to fire McCarthy after that? That was you a can't not do anything. Shocking, <laughs> shocking result from the Cowboys for the for the Packers to come into your building when you were undefeated at home for them to steamroll you. I mean, I, I don't know how you don't make changes of some kind. Well, you got to do. You you can't go status quo. I mean, you can't have a performance like that and 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 keep everybody around. I, is it a hundred percent that Mike McCarthy gets fired? Probably not, but I mean, it's got to be the favorite, heavy favorite, that they move on from McCarthy. It's tricky because you know we all know the speculation is that well, if they got rid of McCarthy, they'll just hire Bill Belichick, and I think that is that sounds good and all, but it's not 
the slam dunk that maybe it's made out to be. If McCarthy's fired, who, by the way, is three straight 12 and five seasons with the Cowboys. The problem is only won one playoff game. And we know Dallas is just different. They, it's not handled the same way as it is in other markets for a variety of reasons. One, it's for the sure. Cowboys. Two, it's Jerry Jones. Okay. He doesn't operate the same way any other owner does in the NFL. I, I think it is wild that it, we know how many other other franchises would kill for three straight 12 and five seasons, right? Yeah, but every but, other team who's but, had that has gone to at least one title game. And that's what Conference I was going to get to. But in Dallas, the expectation is different. And when you're winning that, when you have a team of this caliber, we all agree the roster is phenomenal. Yeah. In Dallas, they should not be losing games wild card weekend. And they didn't just lose a game. They got their ass kicked. That's the th- That to me is like what puts the icing on top here is it's not just losing by a last second field goal. You're like, oh, that's brutal. From the get-go, you were done. You had no answer whatsoever. But I also don't think Bill Belichick's 100% the answer. Like, it's fun. They're kind of tight. It's fun. But Bill Belichick, who we all think still likes to have player personnel control, Mm -hmm. oh, that would be fun for all of us. How's that going to work when Jerry Jones and Steven Jones are working with Bill Belichick and they're disagreeing on personnel decisions? That seems like a disaster as well. But Jerry Jones might want the headline, and he'll hire Bill Belichick. And if you're Belichick, it works for you because you're 15 wins away from Shula. And the Cowboys, again, the roster is unbelievable in Dallas. It's, it will still be unbelievable next year. It is, and I think that's why he'll be tempted with a guy like either Vrabel. I think Vrabel could be just as in play as Bill that's Belichick. A better hire, actually. Uh, I totally agree. I absolutely I, 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 agree. It's the fit for me, Cody. Like I, I, you and I disagreed on this Friday, but I still be, think Belichick's a hell of a coach. The problem is he wants other things. Yes, and that's where it becomes problematic. Well, that's especially problematic between him and Jerry. Like credit, by the way, to Jordan Love, who was He's phenomenal awesome. in that game. And I think from an EPA metric, it was like the single greatest playoff game ever. I don't think he played that well, but he played incredible, and they were wide open, and the defense for Dallas completely no-showed in a playoff game. But I don't think it's a non-zero chance that it's Bill. Well, I know I, that... I'm like, not saying it's zero either. Yeah, 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 no, it's... The reason why it makes sense is how long both of these guys have been in football, how close of friends they are. And I think in Jerry Jones' twisted version of this reality in which he always thinks Dallas has a shot to win the postseason, it's not as crazy because they're a 12-win team. He's just going to say... If they had the right coach who got them prepared for a postseason game, they'd never look like that again. And honestly, to Bill Belichick's credit, his teams never look like that in a playoff game. Like, they just forgot how to play football. Like, their plan was so bad that they had literally zero answers and zero adjustments. They got dog-walked for four straight quarters by Jordan Love in his first-ever postseason game at home. Like, they were at home home that's definitely one of those things that feels like it gets you fired right yeah nobody's gonna be like oh my gosh how could you fire the guy considering that result i i would have had issues if you know there was even talk that if if he lost in the divisional round weekend yeah that that stuff would have been crazy but when you have that performance and your team looks like they're completely not prepared and as you said it's at home yeah that that, that's different that that takes it to another level that nobody's going to complain if in fact they move on from mccarthy jerry jones said he's not doing anything the first 24 48 hours so we're going to probably have to wait uh, until a Wednesday to find out what the future is. Dan Quinn already might have been leaving anyway for Seattle, but I'm, I'm also telling you, like, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm not sold on Dan Quinn being my head coach. That defense yesterday, that was like as much as Dak was terrible early. That defense, and Dak could have played great. They still probably lose. They don't get embarrassed, but they still probably lose. They had no answer for Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, and that offense. Aaron Jones had three touchdowns yesterday. Does uh, Jim Harbaugh fit at all in Dallas well, he's think? interviewing with the Chargers uh, yeah I know um, I feel like like they might that's have another to... splash Drew that's another splash hire we know Jerry yeah. Jones loves that I wonder if for them the reason why they would do Vrabel or Belichick is they're like everything's in place here we just need a coach to not get embarrassed you know like <laughs> and it, it's not that you can't go Harbaugh but as long as he's been out of the NFL maybe you don't feel like that's as sure of a thing yeah as Vrabel and Belichick if you're Jerry Jones I mean again I wouldn't rule out anything for them on the coaching end and then, of course, this weekend, too, by the way, I mentioned love. Between him and C.J. Stroud, you're like, boy, there's a couple of quarterbacks who look pretty comfortable in their first-ever postseason game. And I mean, and a case, I mean, they yeah. look, C.J. Stroud looks so good in that game. Uh, it's I, don't the, like, I don't like that he's in the AFC. I'm going to be honest. It, it sounds so simple. Like, oh, just find a quarterback, right? And it's never that easy. But it also reminds you, if you're a team like the Commanders or... Or the Bears. Or, 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 sure, the For Bears. For their entire existence, by the way, not just now. Yeah, yeah but again, easier said than done, but... 
all, I mean, all it takes, right, is, is finding that quarterback. I mean, look in Kansas City. We all know. I mean, not that Alex Smith was anything like these quarterbacks playing in some of these other teams you just mentioned. But there's a different you, – you, it changes your franchise. Yeah. Andy Reid deserves a huge – I mean, he changed it right away when he showed up in 2013. But why have they won multiple rings? Why are they, you know, going to AFC title games and all this? It's because they found the guy. They didn't just find the guy. They found the best quarterback in football. But if you find one of the top five, seven guys, and it sure looks like next year C.J. Stroud is going to be one of the top MVP favorites for people, yeah. you have one of those guys. I don't care other inefficiencies you have on the, the roster, deficiencies you have on the roster, you're going to be set up. And it just so happens in Houston, they got what looks like the next up-and-coming, you know, really, really great coach in D'Amico Ryan. And they also have Will Anderson, who's going to be defensive rookie of the year, potentially, on top of a wide receiver in Tank Dell when he comes back being healthy. Looked like he was trending towards being one of the top 20 wide receivers in football as well. They've got an unbelievable foundation. The C.J. Stroud one impacts the Chiefs more, duh, they're in the AFC. Jordan Love in the NFC, other than Super Bowls are once every, what, like six or eight sure. years or something. You're not going to have to deal with him, fortunately. But that that performance by both over the weekend were, were awfully, awfully impressive. That was the – I sent you guys the text over the weekend for whoever broke down all the stuff they got back for the Deshaun Watson trade. <laughs> Dear God, that's the most lopsided trade in Ever. NFL history. And there have been some pretty lopsided ones. This is what they've received in return for what Deshaun Watson first – just trading Deshaun Watson opened up the door for them to be bad and then get C.J. Stroud. That's not what they got in return for him. Yeah. They just also got quarterback right. In return for Deshaun Watson, and also not having to pay him, they got Will Anderson, Tank Dell, Christian Harris, Damian Pierce, John Mechie III, uh, Brandon Hill, who starts from Thomas Booker, and then they still have a first and third round pick next year. They still have two, two more picks. They're not even done yet. This, yeah. That was a and, blowout. That Texans even might mention, be as good a shape as, like, if you ranked out every team in the NFL's positive outlook for the next, let's just extend it, decade. Texans are what? Two to the Chiefs? I mean, cap space, young quarterback, yeah. controllable, and a million picks? Yeah, I mean, certainly in the next five years. A decade is just so tough to predict yeah, in the NFL. Fine. But, like, I, I think, yeah, the next five years, they're they're in a very, very good spot. Their division is interesting because – the Jags, everybody's down on them, but they still do have Trevor Lawrence. And then the Colts, they're ahead of schedule. Anthony Richardson in the small sample size we had looks like he's going to be yeah. that guy. We don't know for sure. And if Anthony Richardson ends up being what people think he is, you have Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, and C.J. Stroud in that division. Yeah, it's a tough one. Right? And I Tennessee's mm. the outlier. They're a mess. Will Levis. Yeah, they're, they're a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, and on, the flip side, it, on the flip side, the NFC North. Now, Jared Goff's not going to be there forever, and they're going to lose their OC, but the Lions – are, are hanging around to say the least. Uh, Jordan Love, it looks like he's going to be a franchise quarterback to deal with for a long time in green Bay, uh, Chicago. We'll, we'll see if they make the correct choice in my opinion, yeah. which is trading fields and drafting maybe Caleb Williams at number one overall. And all of a sudden you could be, I mean, th this is what's fun about the league right now is you got, you know, we, we just a couple years ago, we're talking about the guys like big Ben and Brady and others that are going to eventually retire. Who's the new crop Mahomes, Lamar, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Well, let's add pretty soon. We're going to be talking about, C.J. Stroud. Stroud and, and Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, I still think will be in that conversation when he gets a legit head coach. Like all of that, it's, it's setting up like the future is still very, very bright. If you're wondering for quarterbacks in the NFL, I feel like one of the things too, Goldie, you mentioned, I, I know you did it with D'Amico Ryans. I mean, he does he win coach of the year because he, I mean, he, he outdid, I guess, kick Kevin Stefanski. I mean, they, they blew the doors off him. The, I don't know if that's enough to, well, the, it's supposed to be a regular season. Well, they vote. Oh, I mean, it is because they yeah. vote before the playoffs. So, Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, it's already done. I think, though, D'Amico Ryan winning the AFC South made it to where he should be coach of the year sure. once the Jags lost. Kevin Stefanski uh, is, has a strong case. But, yeah, for anybody looking at, like, oh, if Stefanski ends up winning and they're like, well, wait a second, D'Amico Ryan's beat him in the playoffs, it does, quote-unquote, matter because the award was voted on before the, the – see, this is why – you know, Joe Flacco, when we look at like MVP awards, like you can CJ Stroud, if he just gets hot and runs to the Super Bowl, he's not going to win MVP. He would if we allowed voting in, in the in the playoffs. Sure. We don't. It's cut off before the regular before the playoffs begin, because otherwise you would probably just take the quarterback who made the run in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl as the MVP every year. Yeah, probably. I think to 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 the coaching point, not that Aaron Rodgers took away from what Matt LaFleur wanted to do, but I feel like there was some of that vibe in Green Bay where Jordan Love is in Matt, Le Matt LaFleur is able to do everything that he wants in the offense that maybe Aaron just wouldn't 
do or well, Jordan Love is probably open. Jordan Love yeah. is probably open. like you get to a point when you're a veteran and you accomplish what Aaron Rodgers you're has accomplished in the league. You're like with. you think you have all the answers, and that's not even like true. Like a lot of quarterbacks are that way. Yeah. Once you get to a vet, that's not even me actually for once trying to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I'm being real. Like I, I think any veteran quarterback that's won a ring sure. once you're 37, you're not going to listen to the new head coach as much. You're going to want input. Jordan Love, he's still soaking everything in like a sponge, right? And and Jordan Love, uh, you know, I know you and I have gone back and forth about him. He's obviously legit. I still think uh, Justin Herbert and him would be very similar. I still wouldn't take Jordan Love over Herbert. Uh, I know it's easy to do today um, based off of what we just saw. I'll point out the year that everybody's going crazy for for Jordan Love. Justin Herbert had that exact same season. And unless we want to go wins and losses, which is not a quarterback stat. Yeah, the only difference is now Love has looked good in a postseason game. And oh, just- Justin Herbert looked great in a postseason game last year. I recall Brandon Staley's defense gave up 30 That's points true. to Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that was Justin Herbert. Uh, I do think too, uh, again, That'd be like if the Packers blew the lead yesterday to the Cowboys. Yeah, we wouldn't have blamed Jordan Love, would we? We would have blamed the Packers defense. The Packers have found a way to to get the the group that they have together where Aaron Rodgers didn't like the young wide receivers last year. He had a big problem with it. They're in year two and some of them in one and they're growing yeah. with Jordan love and they look great. And I they mean, do. I wonder if, uh, if how, how Aaron is feeling. I mean, I'm sure he's fine with it, but it's like, this is the group that you had last year and you didn't make the playoffs and Jordan love is buying into the system. And granted, they just sneaked in, but I mean, wow, Jordan, but- the, the Packers found a way to, get another quarterback who seems to be your franchise guy and is going to be legit. Who is it? Is it Gutenkust or whatever, however you pronounce it? Yeah, is it Ryan yeah like that guy's got to be feeling great. Oh, yeah. He oh, traded yeah. away. He got trash talked by, you know, everybody like, oh, you idiot. And not only are they not having to give up the same, you know, the, the draft capital is different, like for all both sides. Cause the Roger, the, the jets aren't giving up as much yeah. either, but like you have your quarterback green Bay Packer fans. Like we're spoiled in Kansas city now, but they never have a bad quarterback. It's amazing. And they never have a bad quarterback. They got him they to go take from a... Favre to Rodgers yeah. to now Jordan Love. And I'm not calling Jordan Love Brett Favre or Rodgers yet, but like right. still, he's at least, we know Jordan Love is at least good enough to show he will be your starter for the next decade in some form or fact. Whether he's a top five guy ever, I don't know. But like, must he, be nice. He's going, yeah. She's been they're, 40 years looking for another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know Unreal. I mean? Like you said, he's in the NFC, so you don't quote unquote care as much. Yeah, it doesn't worry um, But still, it's it's pretty wild to, to see. It was, a, it was a fun weekend in that regard. At least last night, we'll get to the Lions game, was competitive because the rest of the games were blowouts. Yep. We'll see what today brings. Thinking of quarterbacks, though, man. I, one thing that we maybe didn't talk about enough last week that does happen every single postseason for Mahomes. Yeah, we didn't give starts, it any credit leading in. Starts running more. He starts running more. His, and in really big moments. His uh, his prop bet for rushing total was 26 and a half. He averages about 28 yards in a playoff game. He had well over that. He came up with a couple big runs. Yeah, he knows you're going to put your body on the line a little bit more come playoff time. That's what led to the, the cracked helmet. And by the way, yes, I did see the photo that shows that maybe the crack in the helmet was shaped like a Grim Reaper. <laughs> I saw I saw like everyone saw that maybe, maybe it's shaped that That's way. Amazing. Maybe Grim Reaper could come back with enough Super Bowl wins. Maybe we can bring Grim Reaper back. I'm open to that. I don't think we could have done it right away based on the fact that they lost to Cincinnati the following week. But I'm I'm open to that. It is just a massive factor in this that makes it really difficult to track whether or not, you know, like it makes it really difficult to guard in addition to the other things he does well. I think what happens is in the postseason, teams really do try to take away Travis. They'll try to take away Rice. They'll try to limit Pacheco in the rushing game. And what comes from that is the last thing you can do with Mahomes is also send a spy. You'll do that for a guy like Lamar Jackson, but you never do it for Mahomes in this. And that one big run down the sideline looked like the Titans one, where it looked like for a half a second he was going to go out of bounds. He cut back inside, got another 12 yards on you, and then put himself in a position to score again. He joked after the game that, you know, he was, I'm getting old, because he said if that was a couple years ago, like the Titans game, yeah, he would have he would have scored on that play. So he was joking a little bit there. But yeah, it's just different. He's willing to take off. Fortunately, right now, to knock on wood, right? Like, the difference, too, is he's got a healthy ankle currently. Like, last, last postseason, that was an issue, and he still found a way in the Super Bowl to have the huge run, even on a bum ankle. But like right now, his 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 mobility is where it should be, right? And, yep. and so he's able to do it on top of it. And like any quarterback, this is a, I mean, I would argue Josh Allen probably will approach it the same way today, where they hadn't run Josh Allen as much. In the he's, postseason, he, who cares? All these quarterbacks. Dak, I mean, even yesterday when they were getting their ass kicked, Dak Prescott was running the ball. Like quarterbacks are more willing to put their body on the line come playoff time. It's just it's how it usually works. And, and you should because Patrick it's Mahomes a massive advantage. It. And it's been yeah, big part of his game in the playoffs. Some of the. You referenced the Titans AFC title game run. Like, that's one of the best plays in Mahomes' career. And 
those are the type of plays that sometimes you have to make. Last year, the AFC title game was on TV again. Yesterday, last year's AFC title game, I should say. And we know Mahomes, to draw that personal foul out of bounds, he used his legs. That was with a bad ankle, too. Like, when it matters most, he's willing to take off and just when teams forget about it, too. That's what it seemed like in this game. It's like it wasn't a factor for a little bit, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there goes Mahomes. Once again, getting everything he needs, and I just – it's it's one of those things that we should never undersell going into any postseason ever again. The books didn't, clearly, because he doesn't average 28 yards a game rushing, I think, in the regular season. But in the postseason, where Mahomes likes to run a little bit more, he does. And that's where it all came down to. Threw the ball away a little bit more, ran it a little bit more. He didn't have to throw for 350 yards in this game to win gold because they could just give it to Pacheco – take the yardage that was in front of him, kick a few extra field goals, and still completely dominate Miami. The game was also, as you know, on Peacock. Yeah, I heard about I heard about that thing, um, huh? All week long. Everybody okay? Everybody in there watching it? All game long, too. All game long. Look, I feel bad for the people that had to help their parents set it up 45 minutes before the game, because I'm sure that that occurred. Not fun. I Not in it. Kansas City, you didn't have to. But... If you were in KC, you were good. If you were outside the local market, that's when you had to sign up for Peacock. And as we expected... The wild card game still had a massive amount of viewers. In fact, of it did. 23 million total viewers, according to, to Nielsen. But it was a little weird last night during Sunday Night Football. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth were calling the game, and they were basically bragging about how well the Peacock game went. And it also happened during promotion. L- listen to this last night. It was very bizarre. I haven't seen this before. What a scene last night as the Chiefs began to fetch their Super Bowl title with a 26-7 win over Miami, a night memorable for many reasons. So many unforgettable images from the fourth coldest playoff game in NFL history. And the passion of NFL fans added to the record books. An average of 23 million people stream the game on Peacock, making the first ever NFL playoff game to be exclusively streamed. The most streamed event of any kind in the U.S. ever. Super Wildcard Saturday was also an all-time record day for U.S. internet traffic, with most of those people interacting with NFL content online. Congratulations to our Comcast and NBC Universal teammates, and thanks to Commissioner Roger Goodell and our partners at the NFL and all the fans on this record-setting collaboration, a milestone moment in media and sports history. That was a real thing that aired during, um, the, during the Sunday night football game. And I get, if you're the network, you should be thrilled, right? But this idea, even the promos leading up, it's like history. Do you f- care that you were part of television history that you were watching no. the game? On P- no, fans don't care. It was weird. I, I, I think it was David Ubbin, who I'll give him credit for the, uh, the tweet. He was like, it'd be like the government bragging at the end of the year. We tax people more than ever this year. Like <laughs> nobody cares other than the network. Like if you were number of taxes, if, if you were wondering based on these numbers, it's going to only continue. We recognize that. That's safe. But the weird promo of it was just kind of bizarre. Like thanks to Roger Goodell and our Comcast partners. Um, I got to be honest. Airing an entire commercial, congrats, patting yourself on the back. Woo! That's a level of conceited that I'm not prepared for, especially when you knew that the vibe going into it were people were cor- like correct in saying that the NFL is just doing this to get your money, which, by the way, they do of uh, most of their things just to get your money. But it's just like airing this commercial being like, this was a television event. You were a part of history. Like, hey, man, I got to be honest with you. I assumed... And also, it was like, first of its kind. I've watched streaming sports things before. Lots of times. Okay, yeah, this one was watched more. It's an NFL playoff game. I could have assumed it was going to go that way. You don't get a brag about streaming a sporting event. I've streamed lots of sporting events a bunch of times. It's not all that new for me, and I don't care that you got 23 yeah, million was, people to pay you six bucks. Yeah, it was more like just the buildup of you are watching a historical thing. Again, that matters if you work for NBC yeah, or the, the NFL. Exact. Like, And now they can take that and they can go sell it to Toyota for a sponsorship next year. Yeah, Great for you as a company. I don't think any of us really care. I don't care. That'd be like anything. Like, like you know, like our ratings were like, oh, the, the, the most listened to show ever on 610 or whatever. Like, deep down, I don't know how many of you really care the numbers, but it's great for us to go tell our advertisers, right? Yeah. But if we ran a commercial saying and gave you a bunch of numbers and stuff, I don't know how much all of you would care. Right? I mean, truly, I don't know how much all of you would care. 
Well, maybe more because it's a local level. Definitely not for NBC. They would care more if they didn't have to pay for it. How about that? If we said, hey, this was the most listened to year in 610 sports history. We want to thank you, the fans. They weren't even thanking the fans. But it, yeah, it they, was were like, thanking Roger we, Goodell. they were like, man, we kicked ass. Do you see how many people signed up for Peacock? We crushed it. They didn't even say thank you for signing up for Peacock. They just said, you got to be a part of history because of us. Yeah, it was, Wasn't that cool that you got to be history? Because of us. Yeah, it was just a that big deal it. for like basically corporate executives and media industry people. Like he that, was running through the credits at the end. Comcast and Univer- NBC Universal. Yeah. And hey, how about Roger Goodell? too yeah and, and they they obviously did very well with the with the broadcast and it was a success and, and all that but again i don't think any of us actually thought it was gonna be a failure um but it was success and next year i can promise you there'll be at least one game on peacock for the wild card weekend again and amazon will try and, to buy their individual and, game yeah like i mean that's just the way this is sadly the way the, the way it is it was just weird that they uh that they had the promo running last night was the chiefs game on um espn plus in Germany, I can't remember. Was that a ESPN Plus game? That was on Amazon. Right? Amazon, right? Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm saying. No, it was, I, uh, I don't remember exactly. Okay. Wait, no, 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 NFL Network. NFL Network. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. NFL Network. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Cool. Someone's right. History was attending the coldest game at Arrowhead. Yeah, you that you get props for that one. That's a much cooler thing. Mm. All right, coming up next though. Uh, once again. We saw them try to do something they've been trying to do all year. This time it was a different player, but a very similar result. And what's going on this afternoon in Buffalo? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.